Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Morning Show. The Home Team. No, it's both. It's the crossover. Crossover, step back. Right here on 960theref.com. All right, it is episode number 163 of the Crossover Podcast. Dave and Jeff along with you. Thanks so much for joining us. And as we always like to tell you, you can find us on the 960 The Ref app. You can find that in the App Store if you're on an iPhone. There's also Google Play if you're on the Android. And it makes listening to everything Georgia that much easier. With basketball about to get cranked up, and you're within 75 miles of Athens in the old geofence, you can listen to Jeff calling the Lady Dogs. You can listen to the Georgia men's games on the 960 The Ref app. Boy, it, it is that time of year. You know, Dave, we had talked about magically if there could be a way where there was a couple of weeks between football and basketball, then maybe between basketball and the baseball. Well, basketball did start start later will be starting later back when it used to start but with football pushback uh, I, I know nobody's overly worried about it but you and I've been sitting here you're trying to cobble together all these schedules we got tip times changing trying to figure out potential sure we're gonna have cancellations also uh, yeah it's just so that this is one of those deals I'm sure like uh, everybody else in the world unless you're fabulously wealthy just kicking back and <laughs> enjoying life right now uh, we are in uh, a fluid situation Ooh. Right, Boy, you are kidding. So you just kind of even since the schedules were announced at the end of last week, we've already had some changes. I know the Lady Dogs have had some tip times. I think the game at Tech was originally supposed to be at two o'clock. Then it's, then they said four o'clock, and now it's back to two o'clock. <laughs> the game against Oklahoma, December sixth, for the Lady Dogs is now a noon tip off for now. For now, <laughs> yes. They just announced today, and by the way, we are recording this on a Wednesday. What is today's date? The eighteenth of November that the uh, men's game against Columbus State, which is one week from today, will be a 5 o'clock tip-off the day before Thanksgiving. And then that Sunday, November 29th, we've got a Gardner-Webb game. G-Dub, the other G-Dub, coming in for a 2 o'clock tip-off. And I believe so that will be the Lady Dogs at Tech and the men hosting Gardner-Webb, same time, at 2 o'clock. Yeah, the football team not playing – Tech, uh, we'll be playing yeah. South Carolina on Thanksgiving, so uh, Thanksgiving weekend. So back-to-back -back, uh, night games here, and uh, it'll be great to get back to Sanford Stadium with Mississippi State coming in. I know the team's anxious to get back out. DJ, you brought it up last week. You know, hopefully uh, with the open date, which wasn't under – uh, any kind of ideal circumstances, but maybe that let us get healed up a little bit. It sounds like maybe Lewis Seen is going to be able to be back in the secondary for Georgia. You know, Mississippi State's going to throw it a million times, and uh, you know, hopefully Georgia's offense will be able to put uh, enough together to come out on top Saturday night. And definitely in this crazy year of 2020, uh, any win you take it, they're precious. They're so hard to come by. And uh, you know, then the, the million dollar question here: Who's going to be behind center for the dogs? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the question. And actually, who's going to be behind center for Mississippi State also? Costello may not start. They may go with the other guy. So we may see two different looks at quarterback for both of these Bulldogs. Yeah, it's uh, it's just one of those deals. And you think about Mississippi State, the way their season started with that record-setting win mm-hmm. over LSU, and then the next week they lose to Arkansas. And uh, it, it's just been that kind of year. And I don't think that's that uh, huge of a surprise. Um, I think with some of the struggles that Georgia's had at quarterback in the last three games, there's been more of the clamoring to see a, a JT Daniels or a Carson Beck there. And that's where you start getting to the point of, well, as a fan, I'd rather see the unknown than what I've seen so far. But there is the deal with reps and with timing. And um, our our buddies Parker and Ellington, their Mm -hmm. research team, put something together. Uh, the best season we've ever had where three different quarterbacks have started, we went 9-4 and four in 2006. That's not a recipe for success. Yeah. Now, yeah. maybe Mathis, maybe uh, Bennett, you know, who knows? Maybe one of the other guys steps in, we win, we get on a roll, we win out. And, and hopefully we do. You know, if we could go 7-2 and two or 8-2, and two, depending on the Missouri game, with the only losses to Alabama and Florida, that's a heck of a year, it's especially well, are in Are you of the belief that, if you don't think you can win the SEC championship or win the East, I should say, you start maybe no. looking the next year. Boulder Dash, you, you got to win. You, you got to win. And I, I ran into a couple of friends last night. One of them go, oh, these games. I'm go, yeah, they do. We're not at the point. We, we can't be arrogant. So, oh, we're not in the championship anymore. No, no, no. You got to keep on winning. And you certainly don't want to go into next year riding a two-game losing streak or saying, well, you know, we lost to Mississippi State. So when we play them again, and I guess what, 2022, you would have lost that last yeah. meeting or, or to Missouri or to Vanderbilt. If we finish this thing out and go eight and two, that's a heck of a year. And again, maybe it's seven and two. We'll just have to see what happens with Missouri. And yeah, obviously there's always going to be an eye for down the road, but we need to have a strong close to this season. We're going to be favored in every game the rest of the way. And we need to close it out and get W's. Well, George is a heavy favorite on Saturday, 25 points. That's crazy for a team that uh, is... Uh, you know, like you said, searching for quarterback consistency at that position and uh, dealing with a bunch of injuries. Well, you think about the the offense. I'm remembering that Eric Stokes had a pick six against Florida, but the offense in Georgia's last ten quarters has scored five touchdowns. We got yeah. shut out in the second half against Bama. He only scored two touchdowns against Kentucky. We got the two early ones against Florida and then got one there late. So this offense is still trying Didn't to find Georgia itself. Georgia lead Florida 14 to nothing? Isn't that crazy? With like 11 and a half minutes so to go quick. in the first quarter. Yeah. It was just that, that quick strike yeah. there. And then, you know, we had guys open. We couldn't make the connection. And, you know, we're running the ball great. And then, you know, I, I, obviously they felt like they, they had to try and get something through the air. And again, guys were open. And there were a couple of big drops. And we couldn't make the connections there. So, you know, everything's been off. And, and again, and, and I understand the frustrations at quarterback. I think we all are frustrated right now. But Georgia needs to be settled on who that guy is going to be for the rest of the year uh, when the Bulldogs take the field against Mississippi State on Saturday night. Because rotating guys around, especially with all the injuries that Georgia's had at receiver, that's not going to help get that timing down. No, not at all. You're playing a bunch of different guys. And, you know, one of the things that, that Kirby 
talked about after the loss to Florida in, in, in the last couple of weeks has been we, we just got to make the easy connections, just the pitch and catch. And I think going back to the Florida game, both Stetson Bennett and Dwan Mathis, they both missed wide open receivers for touchdowns. You know, there was yeah. one with Kiers Jackson, one with Demetrius Robertson, and they both also missed those intermediate throws. Uh, Bennett had, I believe it was a third down play, a guy wide open threw it 10 yards over his head. Same for Mathis with McKitty's running wide open down the right sidelines. You've just got to make those easy ones, and that's what is is frustrating right now. And, again, that that's doubly frustrating when Georgia's running the ball like that. So you feel like, God, there are things we can exploit. But then at the same time, we're, we're running it so good. Do we need to be running more? And you, you just kind of get into that situation where you look at it big picture and you think we are good at running the football. Right now, we are not good at passing. But there are opportunities there in the passing game. So then can we make the plays to take advantage of it? And, you know, in in the end, the coach's job is to put the players in the best possible position to make the plays. And the players have got to go make the plays. You know, I want to sit here and talk about the Florida game the whole time. You know, some of the throws and catches they made, they just they made the plays. And well, Georgia they've been didn't. making them on offense they all have year. Been. Yeah, they, they've been. Trask is in the I think he's going to win top. it. I think he's going to win build it. another statue I know. down there. He's going to be the fourth quarterback to yeah. win it there. And, you know, you, you think about, too, DJ, you were talking about looking towards next season. When you talk about nationally and in the SEC, and, and here's where first priority is to, to win out this year. But you want to head into next year feeling really good about this QB position because Fields is going to be gone. Lawrence is going to be gone. Jones is going to be gone. Trask is going to be gone. Yeah. So you feel like there's there's a void there. And, you know, could this be the year maybe where Georgia makes that move up? Now, Jeff, you say that, but they could all come back. They you could know? all come back. <laughs> they could. Everyone playing this year could technically come back. Do you think they're going to – have to wipe that out once every league said that they were going to play because they're not up yeah. in the scholarships from 85 right. yeah. so I, I don't see how yeah. what was it when you had coach perno on back in the the spring we said you the, the wheel stop the wheel yeah the wheel keeps moving so uh and we could get into recruiting in just a moment it, it's not like well we, we, we maybe we'll get all these guys back do you think kirby and nick saban are still going to go out and sign full boats of classes yeah. yes of course they are <laughs> every Dabo's going to do the same every coach is going to do that. So I, I would just bet that that's one of the deals where the NCAA, they're going to have to to back off on that. And, and you know, even when they said that in baseball season for all the spring sports, I remember us saying, like, well, are they up and in baseball gets 11.7 scholarships? Are we going to be able to have 20 now? Well, well, well no. All right, well, we got signees coming in. Right, and yeah. Are you going to uh-huh. expand the rosters? No. Nope. But everybody can stay. Well, well that like, just wait a minute. The, the math just doesn't jive. Yeah, you know. Like, we, hang on a second. All right, here. We, we've got a we've got a pizza here with ten pieces, DJ. Uh, <laughs> there, there there are five of us. Each of us are going to get two. Well, now we got ten more people coming in. Well, yeah. that that the math just ain't jiving. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But that's what we're going to have to deal with. And it sounds, I guess, at least as far as. Well, I, I, you know what? I don't know how it's going to play uh, yeah, out. We'll just have to wait and see. Sports. I just don't know at this point. I know. Well, I don't know. Uh, that's what we are the classic Homer Simpson. <laughs> yes. uh, we are. So, speaking of recruiting today, uh, as we do, as DJ pointed out, we tape on a Wednesday here, the 18th of November. Georgia got a big verbal commitment from one of the top prospects in the state, a linebacker, Smile Mondin. 
yep. who, who was rated. When you look at the composite, the two four seven rankings, it's Amarius Mims, Brock Vandegrift, and Mondin. And and Georgia's already gotten a couple of commitments from other top ten guys in the state, Micah Morris. So you feel great about the tackle position with with Morris and Mims and. Uh, David Daniel, who's a safety, who will hopefully be the next Richard LeCount here. But uh, kind of the, the scouting report, uh, doing a little digging here on Mondin, DJ. Uh, his body type uh, is built somewhat like Adam Anderson, uh, but the feeling is that he could play inside or out, uh, that he's a very smart kid, so they feel like he could play either spot. You, know, you think about Quay Walker, we've seen, seen him play inside linebacker and outside linebacker, so that was – a very, very big pickup there. And this is definitely what you would call a position of need. Yeah, because, I mean, that's the thing. We're so strong at it now, but, you know, a vast majority of those guys are going to be moving on to the NFL mm-hmm. after this season. And that's where also, you know, we talk about that player retention a lot. You know, Quay Walker, Channing Tindall, like we need those guys back and to have big, big senior seasons in 2021. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, at this point, we just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know. We don't even know what's going on this week. Think about this. This time last week, we well, now I guess technically, (sighs) this time last week, it was five hours after we had found out that (sighs) there was not going to be a game at Missouri. And I got to tell you, I I almost, when I heard that, I I have reached the boiling point. It was uh, Vesuvius level there. (laughs) Then especially those dreaded contact tracing words here. It was one, maybe two guys from Missouri who had it. I'm thinking, we're not playing because of this. And then four games got canceled. It was an extremely, extremely frustrating week. And I know for all of us, no matter what our our walk of life is uh, during these now, good God, it's been eight months since since the madness began that uh, we've all hit that boiling point several times. And, you know, hopefully we've got got good days coming ahead. And I, I can tell you this. Uh, Georgia's done a tremendous job when you're talking about the the testing and the the compliance yes, with you all know of this. Now. I've gotten swabbed twice now, and it feels like you're just going to sneeze the whole time. So you got your first one Monday, and you had another one today. Yes, yeah. yes, uh, that was uh, it's it's an experience. I guess eventually you get used to. It. I don't know the the football team. They've been doing it since I don't know when August. And they do it every other day, also. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's three times a week, but. You know, you get the results back the next day, which then also gets to, well, you know, c- could you just do it on the the day nearest to the game? But then I guess they're also checking to see if somebody might have it. You don't want them around. Yeah. That's where you get into the, the two the words, contact, contact tracing. tracing. Yeah. Tyler had a good idea, DJ, on the show one day, uh, and he said, good God, every time, like the old drinking game, every time you hear contact tracing, you got to take a drink. drink. We'd be hammered on the air. I'll promise <laughs> you that. Because no, it's been, those are, there's so many words and phrases ooh. that we're using now that we didn't even know of this time last year. Well, hopefully uh, when we're doing this show in 2021, the dogs are having a great season and we don't have to say fluid uh we don't have to say contact tracing we don't have to say the new normal just put those in the old rubbish bin yeah you're right and i mean even just looking ahead to this weekend i wanted to talk about a couple of the games we've already lost the ole miss was it uh texas a&m game yep and by the way it's weird cbs is replacing that with nevada hosting San Diego State. Wow. So that'll be the 330 CBS game. Our buddy Dave McMahon, I was texting with him because he 
you know, does oh yeah the does notes the work there, and he said, yeah, he's headed to headed to Reno this week, and I like, that is bizarre. It's the biggest little city in the world, yeah, but I guess yeah. that's where CBS Sportsnet. We've talked about this a lot. That might be. You know, if you're not watching an SEC game, that might be the best network to find games. They've got a sneaky good lineup because they've got the they've American got the Georgia Southern Army game. See, and they've got they got Mountain West games out there. A lot of those West Coast mm-hmm. games. So, oh, yeah. if, you're the, if you're a junkie. CBS Sportsnet is, yeah. is a sneaky, sneaky good list. Yeah. yeah, Georgia Southern Army, that should be a great game. Looking got, forward to fact, that. Yeah, in fact, they open with that. They've got uh, and they close with Boise State and Hawaii. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Now they on the island or on the blue? They're turf? on the island. Oh yeah. That's an eleven o'clock <laughs> kickoff. So that means uh, right six o'clock out there. So right when we're uh, wrapping up with Mississippi State, we'll have the Broncos and the Rainbow Warriors yes, kicking it off. Yes. <laughs> You'll be going deep into the night with the with the uh, with the Collins show. Yeah. And then. The Bulldog Brunch, yeah, Sunday morning. I know those those things kind of come together. We got two straight night games here since we got seven thirty this weekend and seven thirty against South Carolina. So the only game we don't know about now is the Vandy game, and then I'm assuming there's going to be a game on the nineteenth. I would think that they'll make up that Missouri game. That's the the assumption, anyway. I, I would think so too, and hopefully we're seven and two going into that, and what could be. Our first ever legit snow game because you're talking about play. I mean, you think about that, DJ. That and we've spent some time in Como. Yeah, it gets cold. It is right slap in between St. Louis and Kansas City. Uh, We've watched football our whole lives. I've seen a lot of Chiefs games in December when it's been snowing. So yeah, just like that. Yeah, it gets chilly. That's down the road. Hopefully, we got three wins in our back pocket uh, before we get out there. There, there are a lot of, lot of bridges to cross. But that's um, that. That is certainly something to think about. I was thinking about this too, and we we've obviously had our share of cold games. I think the coldest one I can remember because it was really wet too was maybe that two thousand Ole Miss game here. It was just wet and damp and rainy. That's probably the coldest one that I can remember. We've definitely we had, had some Auburn, Auburn ones just a few years ago, and it wasn't raining that day, but it was just really cold. Bitterly, it might have been the one in fourteen. Yeah. I remember the Kentucky game here in twenty thirteen. Yeah, was ridiculously cold. Yeah, obviously for us, because I, I started thinking about that too, watching some on on Sunday night when I was a uh, quick view in between the the football game and Colombo. Does anyone yeah, know if it rained on Tuesday? <laughs> no, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. But that uh, that weather for the Ravens-Patriots game, holy moly. I think he had wind, yeah. rain, sleet, freezing rain, snow. Crazy. Uh, all together there. All the uh, all the elements in, in one game, you got those. But, yeah, we could. And, you know, we'll uh, – again, assuming that we will play that game on the 19th, that could be – and, that by the way, that's three days – after no, yeah, three days after the early signing oh period for football, are we still going to have that? As far as I know, yeah, I guess so. As far I mean, as I know, I mean that's one. You know, it was tough enough on the coaches with bowl prep, yeah. but I mean, like in the middle of the, the, season, middle of the season now. And I guess though, the thing is, they can't travel to recruit. That's though. true. So they're not on the road. You know, it's it's interesting. Um, just when you think about the different aspects of it, um, I sent our wonderful first lady a little thumbs up message on, on Mondon. And she said, well, well, golly, she said, it's so strange this year because 
I haven't gotten to meet any of the kids because they yeah. haven't been in on visit. Now, yeah. for some of them, they came in as juniors and all that. They've seen them in camp and stuff like that before. Maybe she sees them on a, I guess they can do a Zoom call and all that uh, stuff. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, she would always tell me, like, different ones, oh, Boogie really likes so-and-so. You know, they played pinball together and all, yeah. you know. But but it was for this, you know, she was like, and, and you know, and I think one of the things where Mary Beth's been a great a, a secret weapon is the fact that she was an athlete. She can shoot straight with the moms yeah, too. You know, it. hey, here's how it's going to be. I played, Kirby played. Yeah. Now, and 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 they've also they've got small kids. So she says, "Listen, I understand these are my babies, and 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 the, the, this is your baby. Yeah. He's coming here. Let me tell you how it's going to go." So I think that ability that she has to relate to the moms as a former athlete sure. that is a big secret weapon there for the Bulldogs. Yeah, absolutely. So we. Appreciate that, and you uh, you want every recruiting advantage yeah. angle you can get, that's especially na- right now. That's the name of the recruiting. Like we said, get to the seat at the table, but more and more now with this portal, DJ. Yeah, I, I'm thinking once you've got that seat at the table, I mean, you, you've got to have the players to get there. I think the player retention, the back end of that, has become every bit as big. Big deal, it is, and not just the players from your team that go in the portal but who you get out of the portal that's right. too i mean that's, that's, a, right. that's a big deal also and it was funny because kirby was asked about costello on monday and he mm-hmm. mentioned yeah they had you know talked to him sure. and, or you know but then newman came along and that kind of ended the conversation with costello and then <laughs> then newman ends up leaving so it's just you you, you don't know and and you got to be ready and it is kind of funny how the thinking is is that Georgia last year played it conservative and safe with Fromm because he was all they had. Sure. And now the guy that's been the starter for most of the year is the one that they <laughs> – That's a great point. You know, is the one that they oh, felt like didn't want to go to last year. So it's just year to year, it, it, it's just um, you know weird, and we're going to see a lot of that crazy stuff with recruiting in the, uh, in the portal. Uh, we got uh, a few more minutes. We'd be remiss. Mm-hmm. If you and I didn't get together and talk about the Masters a little bit, the November Masters where DJ absolutely, I mean, now here's the thing. I think you'll agree with this. I mean, it's like the scoring record, 20 under par, but it was it was on a course that wasn't as, uh, you know, didn't have as much of its teeth as it, as it would maybe in the spring. The rain early on mm-hmm. made the course very helpless. But, I mean, here's the thing. DJ's playing the same course as everybody else. He has the low round, three of the four rounds, two 65s and a 68. And uh, his, I guess his Friday round was a 70, or his second round was a 70. And ends up winning by five shots. By the way, pretty funny that Cam Smith, and I say funny, I don't mean funny, first guy ever to have all four rounds in the 60s, and he still finishes second five shots back. I I think when Mickelson finished second to Tiger in 01 and 02 before he won his first one. I think Mickelson had something like two of the seven lowest scores in Augusta history at Hatton One. Yeah. So that was a deal with Smith that I thought about. But you knew it was a lot, DJ. 
on your birthday yeah. to celebrate DJ's birthday that DJ <laughs> I know I wish I had thought of that his first green jacket but he was magnificent golf's better when the great players win the majors especially the masters I was a little worried uh, when, when he got off to that sluggish start and the lead got down to one I'm thinking oh my gosh four and five uh, is this probably an, the two hardest holes is this 1996 all yeah. over again with Greg Norman but he he protected the that scoreboard on six was huge he, he ignited it and he was so so you know his putts too they were dead center mm-hmm. too he didn't waver at all and you you could sense that Nick Faldo made reference uh, when he got off a of 16 no more water. <laughs> there, there are five water holes on that second nine. So Now, is he the first golfer since young Tom, Tom Morris to win a major with a full-on beard? That, that could be. I mean, that was a – at first I thought, oh, that's interesting. He's wearing his mask. No, no, no. no, that's no. A, He's that, got a full-on beard That's a right beard. Now. So that was, I think, a tremendous victory for him and – you know, he's a guy we've all said, and again, the similarities to Norman's career. Norman won two British Opens that DJ uh, before last week should probably have, you know, four, five major championships. Well, he's got two now. And, you know, it's the, the way golf is, he's not going to go out there and win like six or seven. Could could he win another one or two? I would guess the over under would be three and a half, but I wouldn't be surprised if he wound up with well, he's three, in the maybe four. Right now, where and he's thirty six. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's in that window because once you get to late thirties, around forty, it's not that you can't win a major, but you're it's not in the much. window. Either. You're not. It's harder, and then you especially look because I'm thinking ahead even for April. You know, the, the play on the weekend, because I, I, I know the luck of the draw had a lot to do with the way it started. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, Kepka played well. McElroy, after that first round, played well. And then you got Morikawa and Rahm, all, all these just yeah. tremendous young players yeah. out there. So it's going to be tough to do. But I, I was happy for Dustin Johnson. He's a, a tremendous, tremendous player. Yeah, he's uh, kind of like the Phoenix. Yes. He has risen from the ashes. I know the Tiger Woods – theme from last year was a good one but you know Dustin's wasn't as uh I guess is uh, what am I trying to say is is uh is known or uh, publicized sure. but you know it was just a few years ago where he took a little time off yeah he did he uh and, and he absolutely he came from the lace stall and uh, got <laughs> yep. to the top and uh got to don that green jacket you could tell Tiger was happy for him as well and and again his performance and another thing DJ that you know, when you could see sometimes when you get over the hump, and I felt like once he got past 16, he did. He just striped those drives on 17 and 18. There was no sign of any let up. So he he really uh, dominated yeah. to and the with finish. The shot there. tracer, you know right away. Oh, I love that thing. Yeah, that's that's great and then new they technology. Just over and pick up the tee. But by the way, that was also I think you know it was so weird. I'm depressed over the loss to Florida. And I flip on the TV Monday morning. I get live from the Masters. But with all the game getting canceled on Saturday we, we really needed it this past weekend. No, it worked out pretty well and it definitely filled a void without the dogs playing on Saturday which was a bummer. Yeah. But thank goodness we had the uh, the Masters. By the way this weekend we got 11 Bulldogs playing down at St. Simons or I That's guess awesome. at Sea Island at the, what is it, the RSM? Yes, yes. Yeah. And there's 12 I think that have their, I think all the Bulldogs that are on the tour are playing in this except for Bubba. So that's um, awesome. Oh, so many of those guys Davis live Thompson, down there too. Yeah, yeah, is playing in it, and he's uh, the number one am in the world, world right yeah. now. Joey Garber Monday qualified, but yeah, Davis. Uh, 
Yeah, that, number one amateur in the world. <laughs> That's really awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think ideally for that event, and it was perfect when it was uh, the week before Georgia-Florida. I went to the first several of those, and um, it, it was during the open day. I think ideally, with the scheduling and everything, perfect world, if if Sea Island and Harbortown, if the RSM and the Heritage could book in the Masters, that would be awesome. That would be great for our neck of the woods. <laughs> Too much um – too much ocean golf all at once around the Masters. That would be a lot of why ocean. You just, why don't you just throw in Kiowa while you're at it? Well, I like Kiowa, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is uh, that is interesting. And they'll have the, the PGA there, I guess, yes. in the spring. Yeah, just coming around the right? corner there. Yeah, yeah, that'll be in the spring. I'm and still it, not I know. used to the PGA being where it is. I thought you, you had a great piece on with our friend Bill Shanks uh, a, a few months ago, and and, and y'all made a great point that sports in many ways, it is your calendar. Yeah. And I had a hard time wrapping my head around we were into November because it felt like we were still early in the college football season. Oh, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. This is going to be a lost season in my brain. Oh, I yeah. I won't be able to recall this season. No, not at all. Stuff. No, it's it's just it's one of those deals you hope we can get through it, maximize, get it as many as yeah. as many games in as we possibly can. Yeah, I mean, uh, as we speak, the NBA draft is coming up tonight, and here we are in the middle of November, and it's the NBA draft. Normally, you're yeah, they're a month in. The yeah, season. it's crazy. Yeah, and I'll give the NBA a lot of credit because they are, you know, they're they're cranking it back up next month mm -hmm. so they're not having a whole lot of downtime but they're having to fix or not fix but put everything together here and have their draft and then i guess the free agency period and all that stuff so yeah there's a lot going on with uh with all of that before you know it we're gonna have pitchers and catchers reporting know. you know what's gonna happen with the college football playoff we've already had again there's already a bunch of games this weekend too that have already been either postponed or canceled so we gotta keep our fingers crossed contact Tracing. That's it. Yep. And uh, maybe uh, maybe when the sun starts peeking out again come March and uh, we, we can really move fully into to 2021 when springtime rolls around here, we'll be we'll be past all this madness here because it, it, it has been tough. But when's your next COVID test? Friday morning. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll good get, luck. I'll get swabbed. Good luck on the one you had today. I told I told the uh, very nice ladies that were doing I said, I don't get sick. Let me knock on one. Yeah, really? She said, well, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So, ooh, kinda, kinda have you had tingle. a flu shot? Never in my life. Oh, okay. No. no. Always get the flu shot. Yeah, no, it's just different for, for yeah. different folks, but I've just, just never, just never done shot. it. But it's... um. You know, this stuff, it's it, it's so crazy, DJ, and I'm just ready, as we all are, to be past it. It's so vital to have the games, and, you know, it, it just it felt so good. We had those minimum cancellations there for a few weeks, but, boy, a couple of weeks ago, just really, mm, it hit us hard. Yeah, and and I know basketball is going to be challenging. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's going to be stuff moved around, and we just got to do the best it's we can. It's the new it. normal. It's a fluid it's, situation. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> My yeah. God. Uh, yeah. so I want to think one more thing about the Masters. It'll yeah. be interesting that this will be the only other time this happened. 
in 71 because the PGA was being played at Palm Beach Gardens and they figured, you know, it'd be hot in Florida in August. August. Yeah. They played it in February. Okay. So the, the 70 PGA and the 71 PGA were played back to back. And again, that was a one-off. They knew it, which I think every now and then something like that's kind of cool. So this will be the only other time in, in the, the, the modern era where you've had the same major be back to back majors. Yeah. So we'll go masters, masters. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the, golfers that like won tournaments this summer weren't in this Masters, but they'll be, but like, they'll be in the one in the spring. Oh, Harris like English. Swafford. Yeah, and Harris finished fourth in the yeah. U.S. Well, that won't get him into this year's no. Masters, but it Next will. To ne- yeah, this is going to be another thing. And plus, because I hated when the PGA moved, but then again this year, well, the PGA was back in August, but it was the first major. Wait, what's going on here? Yeah, I know. Just put me in a coma for this year. It's just, it's just bizarre. It really is. Well, anyway, thank you very much for uh, joining us here on episode number 163 of the Crossover Podcast. Podcast. Jeff from the home team, and uh, I'm Dave from the morning show. You can uh, download the 960 The Ref app. You'll be glad you did, and you can find it in the App Store if you're on the iPhone. There's also Google Play if you're on the uh, on the Android. And when we're talking to you next time, I guess we'll have basketball going on, which is really, really bizarre. So thanks so much for joining us today. He's Jeff. I'm Dave, and this has been the Crossover Podcast. We're all a part of 960 The Ref and, of course, the great 960 The Ref app. You've been listening to The Crossover on 960theref.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.